everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shaking the Damn Table. Ooh. We made it nine episodes, episode nine. You know, we in the building. Good energy. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm your host, David, you know, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Memory and Amina. How y'all doing? And a special shout out to my boy. My homie was able to pull up on us, my boy Brandon. You know, um, <laughs> you might know him as Lil Keith Lee. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> tell people about yourself. Um, like you said, I'm Brandon, uh, I'm a materials engineer, graduated from UAB, um, working now at this place called Pennsylvania Valley Heat Treating, full-time, uh, just actually living there. Rex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to say it, but Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, don't have you on the show, man. So, appreciate it, man. You know, we got, uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a really good talk today, the topic's gonna be, um, black on black crime and, um, the legacy of Nipsey Hussle, and we're gonna get to that, but... The first thing we're going with is, um, what's the move for the week? All right, so the first move we have is a show called Black Enough that's going to be at Theater Downtown on um, April 13th, and the tickets are $12. So this show is, um, after a successful preview and workshop of the show Off-Broadway, Black Enough is bringing the flourish to Birmingham on, 19th or on April 13th. From the mind of poet and educator Jamal Hill, this one-man show is a time-bending reimagining of the world around us. He's taking us on an exciting journey through song, dance, poetry, and humor, and talking about topics of childhood, race, gender, and more. So he uh, was like off-Broadway, and he's, I think, from Birmingham originally, so he's mm -hmm. coming down and doing his show here, so everybody go check that out. Oops. And also, there's going to be a um, Know Your Rights Sit Down, hosted by Angelique Sims and her husband, Victor M. Sims. And that's going to be at the Homewood Public Library on April 20th. So it's going to be at 2 to 3 in room 101. It's a free event. Donations are welcomed and refreshments will be served. Cool. Come on, food. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> pull up, pull up. Definitely, that we got definitely have some dope moves to go to this week. Always try to uh, find you know black events we can. You know, Education like, like too. Yeah, yes. inform yourself. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. So let's uh, get it rolling into the black business of the week. That's me. <laughs> so for this week, I told David I took a page out of his book. Ha <laughs> ha, fun. <laughs> Thank you. And um, have a book this week. It's called A Slice of Pie, and it's written by one of my friends. Her name is Kiani Taylor. You, you may know her from UAB. Yes. It's, it's such a cute little book. Um, it's written by her and illustrated by Julian Lyle. Um, she wrote this last year I want to say and I just ordered it like support your friends like yeah. when they're doing great things support it and she just wrote this really cute note in here and I'm sure she put in all the books I'm just gonna read it, it says <laughs> memory thanks so much for your support love keep shining queen just so sweet <laughs> beautiful girl inside and out go, and it's, the funny thing about that being pie it actually leads into another featured business we have this week and it's um let's see um what we have on the table right now oh yeah okay. so Luckily, mm. I finally won something in life. <laughs> and, um, he makes desserts and um, drinks and stuff like that. He had a contest um, on Facebook just saying, like, if you could guess whatever the dessert is, he would deliver it. So he came through and delivered this red velvet cheesecake. Wow. So we get to try it. Surprise, Look at surprise. This, this texture here. Right. It's so Chef strong. Chef Tay can whip it up. I mean, like, it's, um, I've you know his IG? I do not. Oh. I need this. <laughs> but I can put it down there later. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, definitely. 
I mean, wow. Like, I mean, but you can I've find been them on that. Facebook. Um, Chef Tay. Um, yeah, I'll put that up there as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge hands. <laughs> it's really big. Uh, uh, it's really big. Wow. Okay, it's so like I, little cheesecake bites. Like, gosh. Yeah, because I, I worked I worked with um Tay at uh, Grill Twenty Nine um when he was there, and yeah, like he used to make the desserts for the restaurant, and all the all the customers was always like it was busting. So like, okay. okay, and he do drinks too. Yeah, he does like those long pictures or whatever of drinks, and then like Jello shots, and then um gummy worms and bears and stuff. It's fine. So mm. hit him up. That's really good. Black businesses. Good thing this isn't the health episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Still be healthy, though. We have a uh, 15K runner in the building. So, hey, you yes, know. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Miles on miles on miles. Boy, that's crazy. Man, what? I be like, looking at that. I'm like, man, let me get out here and run. Like, I gotta run. Then I'll be like, yeah, no. I can't get one mile. No excuse, but um, that's dope. Yeah, this cake is uh, this cheesecake is amazing. So support him, definitely. But we're gonna get uh, we're gonna roll right to the episode. Um, or I know how we Run that bad turbo. We're gonna do the trivia. That is what we're going to do today. And yeah, let's start yeah. that up. I got it for y'all this week. I mean, it's really good. Um, I think y'all are gonna learn a lot. I think I got the cards out of order. As long as I right get the answers right. Um, but I think the questions are very timely this week. Um, okay. Well, one is, but they're gonna be good. Let's see. We're gonna see who's gonna win this week. Ooh. Okay. Mm. First question. What singer, songwriter, actor, and song producer reportedly turned down a deal with Reebok because of lack of diversity? Is it A, LMA? Is it B, Rihanna? Is it C, Lady Gaga? Is it D, Beyonce? Queen B herself. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got our answers. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. One, two, three. Eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was D. Beyonce Knowles. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, reportedly turned down a deal with Reebok because she said there was a lack of diversity. Shout out Queen B. Right. All right. <laughs> Question number two. What is the name of the newly elected mayor of Chicago? She is the first black openly gay woman to be the mayor of Chicago. Is it A, Tina Marie? Is it B, Lori Lightfoot? Is it C, Michelle Obama? Is it D, Nancy Jefferson? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the newly elected mayor of Chicago. First black. the news lately. Okay, I gotta get it. Okay, all right. All right, we'll count to three again. One, two, three. Oh, gosh, it's stuck. Yes. 
It was B. Lori oh. Lightfoot. Yes. <laughs> what was that again? Lori, Lori Lightfoot. Lightfoot, the first black openly gay woman to oh, be well, elected. Like <laughs> okay. That's what I said on Twitter. I was like, it sounds like something from Harry Potter. It's <laughs> fine, right? <laughs> oh, Land Before Time. Nancy Jefferson was just made up. Oh, okay. Boy. Let's keep rolling. Oh, Littlefoot. Okay, number three. <laughs> Who is the first black woman to win an, an Academy Award for the Best Actress? Mm. Is it A, Halle Berry? Is it B, Viola Davis? Is it C, Taraji P. Henson? Is it D, Regina King? Quality names in there, boy. Yeah, all of, yeah. All of those are real. Yeah. Names. I'm, I'm going to take a little face. Academy uh, Award for Best Actress, First Black Woman. Faith. Believe the only black woman so far. Believable. Hmm. Hmm. Halle Berry. Viola Davis, Taraji P. Henson, and Regina King. Cool. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. One, two, three. And it is A. Yes, Miss Halle Berry was the first black woman to win oh, an Academy Award for Best Actress. And I want to say she's the only one so far. So yes. Yeah, I went with Viola, but uh, well, it's not Viola. <laughs> Man. So who, who won? I wouldn't even take him. I, okay. I, I got them all right. Me so. too. Well, hmm. the guess by default, the guess is by default. Wonderful. <laughs> you said ram roll. <laughs> Did I pull up? Y'all thought this was your show. <laughs> hey, okay. Come on. We're going to sleep. Okay, bet. Now that we got our mind stimulated, we can jump to this topic. I named this episode The Marathon Continues. And that's, um, you know, after Nipsey Hussle and um, his brand and that stuff he has going on. Um, but I'm going to start the top. I feel like a, I feel like a good place to start with this um, topic is just like black on black crime. And um, just like the really the real question is, um, I feel I'm curious about is like, why do we show hate towards our own? Like, where do you think that stems from? Where do you what do you think is still enabling that today? Like, I, I, that's really what I'm just curious about, like what, uh, uh, y'all's opinion on that. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think that circulates it a lot now to where um, we kind of just still believe in certain things like whether it's colorism or something like that, like we still believe in um, lighter being better or I think that just um, media does stimulate a lot of our thought processes. Mm -hmm as a whole mm -hmm. and the colorism thought makes me go back to like slavery you know and the lies that were placed into our heads you know um turning us perhaps against each other mm -hmm. and making us believe things that weren't necessarily true and i mean um oppression is um genetic that goes mm -hmm. back down through through generations mm -hmm. and I feel like it's part of that and I agree I think it's part of the media and I think it's kind of us um like we have to be cognizant to think like this is my brother I will help him mm -hmm. this is my sister I will help her I will love her I will respect her. no matter what she looks like no matter how she dresses no matter what he does no matter how much money you have you are still a person who does I'm 
Ooh, you're still a person <laughs> who deserves to be loved. You know, and I, I think that's not really preached a lot in our household. You know, we we value certain things over a person, and mm -hmm. that I mean that gets us in trouble. Right, mm -hmm. and I think like to pick back off of you, um, one thing Kendrick said on the album, on his song dedication on there, um, yep. he said like for generations we've been dealt bad hands, with bad plans, or whatever, and so it's like those generational curses, mm -hmm. like we're constantly fighting against mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. Is black people. Yeah, and um, like Nipsey Hussle and the legacy he was like stood for, it's like fighting against this whole thing that we're you know that we were born into basically a lot. A lot of this stuff like we you know, a lot of this we didn't really ask for it. You know what I'm saying? And like that's why picking off of memory, like going back to slavery and planted seeds and stuff like that. Like when it comes to like perspective in the world, like you're gonna believe something until something presents otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. In the beginning, it was like it was like it was human. It was just human beings. Then you know it got. I always say division is what I feel is one of the worst things that you know happens to like human beings mm -hmm. for real. Because like division between first you know black people were divided from you know white people, and then they divided us amongst ourselves. Yeah. And then that, like you said, over time that man that can manifest into hate for for mm -hmm. each other, which we can see leads to violence. You know what I'm saying? So it's all connected, but it's it's just like. How do you win? How do you like overcome that yeah. kind of? I mean, yeah, that's cycle. like <clears throat> with Nipsey, he understood accountability. So like, you have responsibility. We're not necessarily responsible for the situation that we're in, like the oppression that we face and everything that we have to deal with as black people. Mm -hmm. But we are accountable for our future. So I mean, he took he kept that in mind from a young age. You know, had that hustler mentality to get what he needed to do done in order for his own success. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. I have a, I have a lot of. I've been watching his interviews all week, listening to him all week, reading a lot of his quotes. Like he just like he literally, he was just one of those people that just like you know they get it. You know what I'm saying? Like his mindset like on everything. He had one. Um, he said, "I'm about seeing long term, seeing a vision, understanding nothing really worthwhile happens overnight, and just sticking to your script long enough to make something real happen." It's like he he always knew there was a bigger picture, right. and yeah. he he saw over the horizon. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I know he was he wasn't just an average man. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why his death has a lot of us like really feeling like hurt. Like I was talking to like you know um, you know John Oz. I was talking to him mm -hmm. about it, um, saying like his death like hurts me more than Mac. And I you know and yeah. when I started listening to Mac Miller, um, we were like we, we were, most of us were the same age. He was 18, I was 18. Right. When he died, he was 26. I was 26 or 25. You know what I'm saying? So we were around the same age, so like that was super sad, and like I hated it. But like this one, I feel a deeper connection. But I didn't listen to Nipsey like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is weird for me. Like it's I'm just like influence, though. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. I'm like, how is how can you connect to someone really and literally in like a week? Mm -hmm. Resonate with them more deeply than like you know Mac. I grew up on Mac, right? And that's like that that, that blows my mind. That's how I know this is like a special person. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, I mean, like he lived his life, you know. For impact, basically. So I mean, even though he's gone now, look what he's done and like set in place to keep going forward in the future. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was definitely like trying to like pass the baton and make sure he was setting us up to carry it. Honestly, right? Because like that's why this leads into my next thing. It was like it's um, it's like it, I was watching the Breakfast Club, which I watch all the time, and um, they were they were talking about Nipsey and they were playing a game called it was like keeping it real versus playing it safe. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, you can apply it to yourself, but like put yourself in like that situation, what you would do. But when it comes to Nipsey, do you, you know, keeping it real was like being vocal in his community and actually being there present more than not. You know, he was always in, you know, um, you know, Crenshaw area. He was always there. 
he uh, he made sure he was the person they saw like on a day-to-day -day basis for the most part he he was out there you know he had he had um security but he didn't always use it you know he was comfortable he yeah. actually trusted his hood so like that's keeping it real that is like and then you know also being physically there inspires the young people and then you know the older people too from being from there like he's just so open with us so that it, it has its, it has its benefits for keeping it real versus playing it safe you know the people that don't artists that don't always go back to their hometown for real but they do every now and then but they still pour into them they still support them and you know fund them and do all that kind of thing but they know that it's not the best situation for them to be there yeah. so they play it safe it's like it's like which one is more do y'all think is like more beneficial and like what would you do in a situation like if you had like a hood that you grew up in and you knew it was toxic it could potentially be toxic to you but what he was fighting for was so much bigger than that that he you know what I'm saying his, his passion was bigger than his fears and his doubts mm -hmm. which is really honestly how it's all supposed to be with like that's how you know it's God but mm -hmm. which one I kind of wish he played it safe you know yeah. but what, which one do you feel is more influential um, to do in that situation think um i think we should all have the mindset of improving our community whatever that community is um whether that be through money or service you know however that is i think i just think we all have a responsibility and i think that that responsibility is even more extreme for for blacks at times because sometimes you know, no one else is trying to help us out. So right. we got to help our own selves out. Mm -hmm. And then now we have all this gentrification going on and, you know, people coming in and buying up our hoods. Mm -hmm. But if we had the money, I would say we buy our own hoods, you know, and it's it's a problem. It's a problem. I think um, I think it's our responsibility to go back in and do what you can. Do what you can. Even if you don't live there anymore, do what you can. Do something. That's what I think. Yeah, that's true. So you, you, you feel like it was better for him to, because I feel like he, I don't know if he lived there. I think he might have lived there too. But you feel it's like better to be more present in the hood or not? Like well, play it safe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying presence necessarily. But I mean, you can look at people like Jay-Z and Beyonce. They still do, like Beyonce still does things for Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't live in Texas, but she still uh, helps efforts that are going on there. You know, so I feel like, However you help, whether that be being there and being a representative and saying, hey, I'm here, I'm doing it, you see me doing it, this is what I'm doing. Or being on the sidelines and writing that check, you yeah. know, or swiping that card and, and saying, I'm giving $50,000 to help this. You know, yeah. I feel like whatever that is for you, you should, you should do that. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm saying... Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> balance? Yeah, balance. Balance, balance cool. uh, whatever that is, you know, but do something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tough to say because, I mean, I think for, like, in Nipsey's case, he grew up and lived that life, that gang yeah. life and everything. I mean, so to him, that's just natural, his natural environment. That's probably where he felt like he thrived most. Exactly. And some people have the mentality that, okay, I do have to escape this. Let me get out or whatever. And so, I mean, in my opinion, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for yourself. Yeah. And put yourself in the best exactly. situation. So, I mean, you can always help from afar. Like, yeah. you established that uh, Vector 90 or whatever. And, um, you know, you can put things in place, but not necessarily physically be there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you could have bounced it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, a part of me want to be like, keep it real, because, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
like you said, when it comes to our community or whatever, all we have is us. And if we don't see it in people or whatever who may be like in a different tier than us and we don't actually like see people on a regular like <coughs> helping out and stuff like that, Physical then presence, it'll yeah. kind of just seem like two different worlds and that's why people in the ghetto feel like they're so far apart from success in a sense. But also like be smart because like you can't just be out. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. like you have a target on your head automatically just from having money yeah. in a place like that. Right. Because some hoods are literally like jungles where it's like literally you come on the turf like at that point you are a target like because you're not yeah. from here or because you are from here and we don't fuck with you or whatever the case yeah. may be. So it's definitely I mean with his past I think that also puts into a factor why I feel like he could should have played it more safe or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I have to respect him for keeping it real. Yeah. True, true. Yeah, it's like you kind of wish you to play safe in some moments, but it, like you said, he's bridging the gap. He's showing mm -hmm. those people that I made it and I'm still right here. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing you're doing right now. Like it's 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 better for the perspective of some people. Cause like some people need a physical. I mean, everybody likes physical yeah. um, right. assurance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's always nice when you can get it because you can. It's something you can tangible, something you can see. So I definitely believe the importance of both. But he was definitely trusting. Like, and then the sad thing about it, I feel like. He really felt like safe. Like mm -hmm. I feel like he did feel yeah. safe at the I time. Think so, he but I mean, too. like, when it's your home, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that'd be like you random streets and everything. So like you literally were like out there all the time, or whatever. You do kind of feel safe mm -hmm. in those kind of like environments. And it's like, and it's like you should feel safe. It's your home. That yeah. is the whole no point. Yeah, but safe it's, like that though. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know if it's necessarily safe. He just yeah. I think he accepted the risk of. What yeah, that's, yeah, that's more. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. In a way, the risk was always there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was increased at that time, yeah. but it was in a way always there. Yeah, and he and he he rapped about like going back to his old music. Like he was he was saying like growing up in this and seeing people get shot and die. Like and I'm still here. He's like clearly it's for a reason, you know. So he believed like you know like he was overcoming it all and like he, you know what I'm saying like he wasn't phased by that because yeah, he had a purpose. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, God's taking care of me. So. And he was right, you know. He mm -hmm. was definitely right about that. Um, it's just, I know, like the most important, like vocal point is like that we want to echo is like just keep like keep his legacy alive and like what he stood for, like his vision. Like his vision was, you know, ownership and investing in yourself, investing back in the community, owning your own. I mean, his record label was called No Money In. Or all money in, no money out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he literally, he applied to his music. He, he applied the marathon, like, concept. Like, life is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He applied the whole concept. Like, his first album was 33 years old last year. When he, yeah. Or 32. He would have been 32. He was 32 when he had uh, dropped the album last year. And it took all that time, the marathon, to get to a point of releasing the album. But he took it in stride because he knew that's what life is. Like, yeah. like... I just need I just need people to get this. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like yeah. this is not a regular human being that just passed. And I know some people are like the people that don't that didn't really know who he was and like I you know get on get it online. You can also see the evils that are the ugly side where people be like who is who's Nipsey? If you don't know him, like you don't have to say that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like do your research. Do your exactly. research. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? You're clearly like clickbait, <laughs> clickbait type stuff. So you know his. I, I that's my main thing. I want to echo. Like I just feel like. Like what are way what what do you think are like good way ways we can like just hammer home like you know we gotta keep his energy because he said when 
he said in his lyrics, he said like when you know if I if I die, like don't cry for me, ride for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, how we as black people keep that energy going? You know what I'm saying? Because that's a that's a process. I mean, I feel like it's kind of just the sense of us actually putting in the word community. Okay. It's like um, I saw like uh, they were talking about um, Jay Z and like stuff he's done for people mm -hmm. and stuff like that or whatever, and like time of needs and how he like um, donated money or whatever to Nipsey's uh, yeah. kids and it's stuff. Million, yeah. yeah, so it's just like being able to. I mean, we don't all have Jay Z money, of course. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just do that, but like doing the things that we can do for people like yeah. when we know like stuff like that is happening or whatever and just offering ourselves up as a community regardless of if we like really fuck with each other or not like just because like you were saying earlier like you're a person like mm -hmm. you're my brother regardless of what you look like or whatever and just being able to have like a community for one another so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that's very true yeah it's it's like actually picking each other up and you know actually like you can like a lot of people be like this is my community but you're not you have no like you're not really you're not really connected to your community or anything mm -hmm. it's just like you just know you just mean community as a census where i live kind of thing mm -hmm. but you have to as far as like you know us as a you know as like black people like we really gotta put in be intentional put in effort to try to support we have to actually make those efforts to in the black community within each other to uplift each other mm -hmm. because it's not it's, we we you know we put up a lot of our resources and out you know in other areas that you know, but like this he was saying like y'all need to start honing that stuff in and yeah. start building because he he has another quote I'm just been filled quotes today <laughs> yeah I, I love it. yeah like, I, I, it's just been in my mind like yeah. all day he said like when it like if you're trying to build a brick wall he was like don't worry about building the brick wall like lay one brick every day and then yeah. one day you have a brick wall yeah. that's another like marathon mindset like it's mm -hmm. a process getting to a result don't rush yourself don't feel like and it really it's a it's just cr trusting god's timing that's yeah. really like a lot of that's what i'm saying he, it's just like i feel he has a lot of christian values as well that you wouldn't necessarily like people wouldn't necessarily see because they have this like la west coast mm. persona mm. so they would you know what i'm saying a lot of it, it like a lot of us we couldn't i didn't even see it really mm. as this deeply but like it just shows like there's some genuine people in this world you know like and we have to support each other like yeah. just like he said yeah. Unless he's using your platform for a purpose. Yeah. Oh, like. Right. Right. Like, yeah. He's so much bigger than music. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I feel like just piggybacking off what you were saying about support, like, support can be anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. It does not have to be monetary. It could be anything, you know? Um, like, buying Keanu's book. Like, you know, um, like doing this cake like it, it can be anything and i feel like i even um when i go to black restaurants in my community and leave a tip yeah. i'm like a t i mean anything you like you don't like she said you don't have 15 million dollars like jc you got five you got 10 you know so i feel like it's all about even doing word of mouth like, yeah word of mouth like a share you know, you, you know, some one of your friends needs somebody to take pictures and you know somebody who takes pictures, you know, put like them it's on. put them on. It's, it's so them. simple. And I feel like even with the rushing, we're all in a rush. It can feel like we're all in a competition, like we're all trying to get over there. Mm -hmm. But someone has to be first and it's going to be me. It's not going to be you. Okay. I'm going to get there first. And when I get there, you'll see how great I am. And it's just like we just have to take a step back from that. You know, we just have to say. Well, how about we all help ourselves get to wherever that is for us? And I feel like a lot of the rush and the competition 
you know, can come kind of from social media mm -hmm. and just com comparing yourself yes. is so, oh my gosh, the worst thing you can do. My therapist told me comparing yourself is the worst thing you can do. It's the mm -hmm. worst thing you can do. So, you know, you just got to, like Nipsey said, run your own race, build your bricks, you know, in your time, in God's time. Yeah. So you know, all right. Just slam it home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is definitely right. And you know, like another quote I have from him: "Most important thing is to get rid of doubt. If you have doubt in what you're doing, it's not going to work. That's always as it's just like, period. And you know, he he definitely had he he talked about his hurdles and all that stuff, but he always kept the goal. You know what I'm saying? He was saying once you start looking away from the path, that's when stuff gets stuff gets shaky. Mm -hmm. He was like, keep the path straight and I don't know. I, I just be. I really do think he was a prophet. I really don't know. <laughs> I just, he, just, I mean, he was just that influence. You know, people are angels out here. Yeah, that's yeah. true for real. So like, it's like, did we just like almost get the witness one? Like, it's. Well, I mean, we did. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we we didn't even. It's like I mean I know it sucks that that he's gone and everything physically, but like I said earlier, like he left a legacy behind for us mm -hmm. to carry on. So yes, we mourn him and everything, but like we're saying, you have to. We have to get up on our horse and, you know, keep this mission going, yeah. right? Yeah. Keep running. Keep running the race, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, that, that, and honestly, that's how you ensure someone never dies. The same thing as MLK, right. Malcolm X, right. and everybody who's made all these efforts for us and for yeah. the world mm -hmm. in, in general, you know, if as, if you keep their ideas alive, then they're, they're never, never, dead. Dead. Yeah. never dead. Like, that's just period. And, and that's what we're always gonna have to do, like you said, yeah. when it comes to them, like, it's always going to be somebody, like, even with Beyonce, Jay-Z, there's going to have to be somebody who's going to be like, well, I'll be that person right. whenever somebody is in trouble and give out my millions or whatever. Like, yeah. it's always going to be somebody who's going to have to, like, fill in for where people left a big print, you know? Yeah, yeah it's like filling in roles, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he, there's that void, but we can we can fill that in by just carrying out our, that values where we are, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, miles away, you know what I'm saying? And, like, he... Another quote. <laughs> this like this this um this last one. He said, and it's He said, and it's it's possible to monetize your art without compromising the your integrity of it for commerce, hmm. which also just shows again the root of why he like what he like the music he did, the clothing like like he does like the story he has like it's all based on like a pure, genuine I want to help people right. principle and like that should that tiny like like he wasn't the richest person in the world but his impact is like more than people who have 10 times his resources mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying which is just like should be a wake-up call like everybody like your money should always be used to be helping somebody right your resources are used to help somebody because they're not our own they're provided through god and he was like it's a vessel like god's mm -hmm. paying god's paying me and i'm paying the people exactly. like it's, this you is the mindset no yeah. yeah you can't it's it stays here when when you go so like why would you want to ever, I mean, I know it, people struggle with it, but like, why would you ever want to feel like it's permanent, like it's, yeah. they can go? Because, I mean, like, I was saying about this earlier, like, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of times we live for the now, it's like, we have to, yes. I mean, as believers, we have to live for the eternal, yep. you know? Yep. And, well, I'm listening to train of thought now, but. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, you gotta live above the sun. Yeah. Everything down here is. One day gonna go. So if you're not if you're if you're not using it for the right reason, right? He he made sure that wasn't money was never his motive or whatever the fame all that stuff. He knew that was like, you know, so he just knew you can't teach that stuff. Like he just knew, and he was self made. Like you know he he said like self made. I created myself. You know what I'm saying like 
that's his definition of self-made. Because I, I was saying like a lot of people's definition of self-made is like, oh, I did this, I got all this, I got all this, I'm self-made. That's the the wash version. But like, but he was saying like, so, what I mean by self-made is I created myself, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, so I didn't adapt to the world. The world adapted me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that is. Bro, he did so many gems. Yeah. I encourage, like, I encourage everybody just like you can just go on YouTube, Google, just like listen to any video that he has out. Yeah. I promise his you. His perspectives like, are so dope. It's crazy. Like, and going back and listening to his music now, I'm trying to catch up and just like listen to it. And it's just it's kind of weird listening to someone after the fact. Because mm -hmm. yeah. the lyrics are real. It's like he was, yeah. you know he he was saying something about it, uh, like dodging an enemy or death or something like that. You know, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that perspective is like, it made it more powerful though, that's yeah. the thing. And like, of course, all the streams go to his family, you know, Lauren and everybody. So, you know, make sure you play it every day you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, all that money, because he owned everything. Like, he, he, I feel like he was really, had a, a vision and he really like set himself up to leave a legacy and to like take care of himself and his brand. Yeah. That's why I don't think his brand's gonna die. Like, it's the marathon thing, that thing's gonna thrive even more now, because it was already thriving. I mean, like I said earlier, like he understood accountability and took his own success into his own hands, and so part of that was just like not being afraid to seek help. You know, I feel like sometimes we can, I guess, get overwhelmed or you know turned away from trying to seek help because we're in whatever position we're in. But if we don't reach out, sometimes you know, I mean, we're never going to get anywhere past where we are. You know what I'm saying? So like. Um, when he was establishing the, the Vector 90 with the STEM um, program and everything mm -hmm. like that, he was connecting with uh, Don Peebles or whatever, and you know, he didn't really know this guy. He said, I think he said he, uh, I think he said he was like at a basketball game or something like that, and you know, he was just sitting by this dude, whatever, and then they start having a couple of drinks. Yeah. You know, you can get drunk, mm -hmm. start talking, yeah, exactly. and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, Don Peebles, if you look him up, he's like a, um, a real estate entrepreneur, or like whatever, you know big time, yeah. like one of the top 10 wealthiest African-American people in the country. And so it's just like little things like that. So I mean, mm -hmm. in order to progress, you have to be constantly searching for that way out, you know, and you gotta be hungry. That's true. Nipsey, Nipsey was in his early 30s when he passed. 33, yes. Jesus <laughs> was in his early 30s when he was crucified as well, just mm -hmm. saying. A lot of what your um, your quotes are biblical, mm -hmm. like like they they it's literally just a metaphor, yeah. a different way to say a lot of things that are in the Bible. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, he was a man of Islam. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, he, I don't know. He like I said, he's very Christ-like. I don't like conspiracies, <laughs> but he's just very Christ-like. I just please, we just need to like just emulate him. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all I'll say because I just mm -hmm. it was pure. But I don't yeah. know. Like he was like you know we were he was flawed just like all of us but yeah. the way he ended was the way you know you always want to end better than you started like and he did that so yeah isn't I mean, that what life is all about yeah you can't let what's happened to you in the past and everything define you like mm -hmm. I said you gotta take your own success into your own hands and you know do what you can to help others along the way right. exactly be blessed to be a blessing to others yeah. Boom. Exactly. The number one, number one reason God blesses you is to bless people. Yeah. That should be your first thing to do. Anytime you get any money in your hand, bless someone first, then use it for what you need to. Like that's like how it should be. That's how you bless yourself. And like I said, he he was a he was a principal. He had so many principles that we, you know, I encourage. Um, you know, we all you know we all emulate. And I definitely feel like we got you know some good discussion out of his legacy. 
and you know, we got, we just definitely want to stamp home that you know continuing it is the key and the tone for the you know um, for us and how we're gonna develop and prosper in the future. So you know we have to continue striving to break this system that was meant to silence break us. You know because yeah. we came a long way. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Let's you know just keep it going. You know it's it's a marathon. And the race isn't over. I feel like we like halfway getting towards that ending part you know I, but like we are definitely persevering from where we came it's progress yeah, definitely. and i was just for all races you know what i'm saying yeah. like it was never supposed to be division like this so i i want all everybody to you know prosper like that but you know but you know we black so you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> just you know what i'm saying like specifically just you know pick each other up and like and uplift yourself to educate yourself all that yeah. um yeah make sure y'all listen to some nipsey Thing. I will, <laughs> like, the more I hear, I I will admit, I didn't really listen to a lot of him before I mean, he passed. I mean, me either. And me honestly, either. I not too long before he passed, I had just found out who he was, not too long. So I'm like, as soon as I knew him, he's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as I knew him. Gotta appreciate what you got, so it's gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like I said, it's cult cultures and stuff, sometimes you, like, well, I like West Coast, you know, but like, it wasn't always something that was like my top thing I listened to, so like, I, it's not, it's, it, it was definitely easy for me not to, you know, pay attention to that mm -hmm. as much as like Southern stuff, obviously, because I'm born yeah. here, so, but I, now I'm just like trying to be open-minded more yeah. right. about musically mm -hmm. and, you know, musically and everything, like, you know, so, just, like, it's just, you know, you got one life, you gotta experience the most you can, learn the most you can, try to new things, you know what I'm saying, like, and try to create those opportunities for other people as well, right, so. That's all I think. That, that's literally. <laughs> that's like yeah. It, it's just like like we just showed. This topic can go on and on. It's just so yeah. much, like raw good perspective that we could go on. But you know, um, you know, I think I definitely think we covered it well. So, you know, we will uh we will definitely we're gonna go to the um, today actually the candlelight and balloon release vigil at Kelly Ingram Park. It's today Sunday, so obviously when it airs, it won't you know. But you know what time. Um, Oh, it's a, it starts at four p.m. Mm -hmm. and I think the release is at five. Yes, so that's what we're gonna we're gonna pull up there, support them after this, and um, you know, just make you know everybody continue striving in life, be the best person you can be. See you guys next week. from their everyday life. You don't know what some of these kids are coming home or coming to school from. The situations they deal with at home. We've got our issues in our communities and it's time for us to step up. When I get on the plane, um, I felt in my soul, Nipsey, called me paint Nipsey. I was like, Nipsey? Okay, I guess I can paint Nipsey, you know? So I get your children out of these goddamn schools and teach your own children. The last thing I'm going to say is we must love each other and we must protect each other. A hater came into the Marathon store, left, got a gun, and came back and shot Nipsey. Now, I don't know if somebody sent the hater or not, but what I do know is my brother is gone. What I do know is that envy and jealousy kills us from the inside. And our worst enemy in the black community is us being envious of each other.